Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back to another astounding episode of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick, and with me as always is Anthony the Rook. Unfortunately, TJ's not with us, and it'll just be just the two of us. And of course, we always feature our intern, Stat Guy, Sal. What's up, guys? What's going on? How's it going, fellas? Oh, You're not at the mall tonight. That's interesting. I'm nope. I'm home. No bell works tonight. No bell works. Right. No right. bell works. Well, well I'm glad, glad you're at home in your comfortable house. Uh, we're supposed to get some rainy weather tonight, but yeah. we persevere, nevertheless. Um, interesting, crazy. Actually, I, I'm not even going to say interesting. A crazy week of sports that we've had. Uh, I was actually thinking about it today, uh, and I posted something about it on Twitter. The Covering the NFL is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. And it's not exhausting on Sunday. Sunday no. is easy. It's just football. It's all of the drama that takes place between Sunday and the following Sunday is exhausting. Like, I agree. If if women aren't into sports, they don't have to watch the games on Sundays. Read the newspaper and watch ESPN Monday through Friday. And it's like watching the fucking Young and the Restless. I swear it really is. It's like watching the trial every day. Yeah, it's just drama always. Always involved in this league, as people will say. There's a bit lot. We got a big show today. We got a lot of a lot of topics to cover, mostly in the NFL. Because I mean, most of the sports world, I mean, NHL, NBA are still going on, and MLB's locked up. NHL's hitting the All Star break and the Olympics break, so yes. I mean, there's going to be less coverage of the NHL. By the way, I love your jersey. Oh, I love your jersey. This was not planned. <laughs> Sal, you didn't get the memo. But yeah, we got a lot of cover, so I guess we'll, we'll probably just jump into it. We're going to say goodbye to Sal for a little bit, and then we'll have Sal join us again when we get to the NBA. And when we do Does Gen Z Know, we'll probably break this up after we do NFL, jump into that stuff with Sal, just to get him back in here, then jump back into the other stuff. So, Sal, we'll see you a little bit, All right. right? All right, sounds good. All right, Nick. Busy, busy day. I mean, busy day today, yesterday for NFL. I mean, 
They had a great Sunday, two championship games. I guess we'll should we start there before we go to the oh should we just start? Yeah, with let's start. Let's start at the real part of football. The games. The football. The actual game of football game that we of all football. love. The the drama lists. I mean, the only drama you're getting out of a real football game is a bad call or a poorly made play or a poorly drawn up play. That's it. Nobody's feelings are really involved in what's going on on a Sunday. Sunday is, stri is strictly strategy, performance. Those are the things we're really going to gripe about on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So Sunday, we had two great games. Mm -hmm. Two great games? Four great games. Excuse me. Four great games? Two great games. Two great games. Two great games. A championship Sunday. Don't do math uh, in public because then you can show everybody you're stupid. Yeah. We, had, uh, we had two great games in the NFC AFC championship games. Um one of them, actually, both of them didn't go the way I thought they were going to go. Yeah, you – I mean, well, I kind of – I guess I, I had predicted the Bengals-Rams. You guys had booed me, and you guys all went Chiefs-Rams. And I think we all thought the Rams would just wipe the foot at the Niners. We thought that game wouldn't even have been close. And at one point, I'm watching that game, and I'm like, damn, the Rams may lose this game. Like, this is coming up where the Niners may have just, just have their number, and they're just not going to be able to beat them. And then we almost had, you know – pretty much two underdogs going into the Super Bowl, which would have been which would have been fun either way. I wouldn't have been happy, I mean unhappy with that matchup of Bengals versus the Niners. Uh but it said the Rams have that, you know, late comeback. Um what really blew that game for the Niners, I mean, they had what I think they were I mean, 13 to 3 at the half. Um we were something 10 3 no 10 3 at the half. Um and then you also have the uh the 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 dropped interception what could have been that you know, Matthew Stafford throws that ball deep, and there's just no Rams in, in the area. It hits the Niners guy right in the hands. He dropped. I forgot his name, but I mean, what? I mean, that's just it's terrible. Safety. Part. I'm sure it's a safety. It's a safety. Hit him right in the hands. That's what he's there for. And uh, and that I mean that that changes the entire game because then the Rams are able to come back. They will score a touchdown, and then on the next drive, they finally eventually get the uh, field goal, take the lead. So. Um, and then Jimmy G wasn't really great in the second half. Um, you know, that's just a story for them. And met the Niners, I mean, Niners and, them and Jimmy G are moving on from each other, uh, whether it be trade or whether it's to be straight cutting them. They got Trey Lance there waiting. So who knows? Maybe. You can't, you can't cut him. Now you have to make a trade for him. I mean, you can't just cut him, but I mean, you never know. At least cool. if you got a seventh round pick, cause that's the best you can get. Then that's what you get. Yeah. Of cutting. Nothing. Yeah. So. We'll see who's going to be there for that. I mean, we'll get to that in the off season, but uh, I mean, we're not we're not going to break down the Super Bowl today yet. We still you know a week away. Uh, we'll probably cover it next week, but we'll cover it next week after the Pro Bowl. Yeah, after the Pro Bowl. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a good game too. And the the Bengals Chiefs game was a game of was a tale of two halves. You had the first half where the Chiefs would look like looks like the the Cincinnati defense won't be able to stop a nosebleed. You know, they have what they're down 21 to three with just a few, you know, a couple of minutes left. The the Bengals, Joe Burrow, and uh, they make a you know, a couple of nice plays to I think it was uh, T Higgins get a couple of first downs, and then they got the uh, the big play with Perrine, the 40 yard uh, touchdown reception. Um, so and next, you know, it's a 21 10 game, momentum changed, and the biggest part of that game that was momentum, momentum changing was when uh, the Chiefs decided to go for it with I think uh, only maybe three or four seconds left in the clock, instead of hitting the field goal, taking the extra points, they go ahead and go for the touchdown. Mahomes throws it to Tariq Hill. 
I mean, uh, yeah, Tariq Hill. And then Eli Apple, surprisingly, makes a play and uh, stops him there. And his time runs out. Oh, he's he's waiting about six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I tried, yeah. Just to speak on Eli Apple, the entire internet hates that guy. Yeah, he's he's the guy. He's like uh, the fem- uh, male version of uh, what's any Brittany Mahomes. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, I was torn for the whole AFC Championship game. I was like, I really don't want Patrick Mahomes to win simply because his brother and his wife are the two most annoying human beings on the face of the planet Earth, yeah. and are, are the example of privilege. Like, if you had to see privileged kids, they are privileged type. They are privilege level annoying. They're, they're like Paris Hilton level annoying. They're like, we have no talent, but thankfully Patrick does. So that helps us stay famous and relevant. They are Paris Hilton level annoying. <laughs> Paris Hilton, uh, what's Will Smith's kids? They're annoying too. Especially Jayden the Willow. Yeah. Uh, well, Willow's not bad, but but Jaden just needs to go away. <laughs> um how people feel about Mahomes, uh Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes, though. So. But uh, yeah. but I I wanted the I was like the Chiefs can't win because I want to get rid of those two. But then I was like, oh, but the fucking Bengals can't win either because Eli Apple just does not deserve to win anything ever. I've yeah. never seen a man suck so much at his job and just talk like he's so good. It's crazy, and he made fun of all the Giants and uh, Saints New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, dude, fans. everybody hates you, to include Cincinnati fans. Like, where are you getting this shit to talk? Like, where do you get the balls to talk shit about anybody? Yeah, and the reason why he's uh. You know, Cincinnati might like him right now because he's in a Super Bowl, but it's not because of him. Oh, he's the all. difference maker. He is not. It, he might be the reason they lose. Yeah. I mean, Terry Kill was burned him in the, the first half. I don't I mean, oh, was, the, the other part of the defense, the rest of the defense stepped up in that second half. Hendrickson uh, is, a, is a game changer. Yeah, he is. He definitely They were talking a lot about losing Carl Lawson, who didn't even play this year, and they picked up Hendrickson from the Saints, and boy, was he a game changer all season long. Henderson yeah. did an astounding job all year. Yeah, and he um I think he towards the end of that game, he was like I think he was hurting grabbing his back a little bit too. Uh towards the end of that game. So he came, he eventually came back in and made obviously made plays and continued playing. But you know, he he's been great too for that team. That defense has been very good throughout the playoffs. And that was like one of the reasons why I kind of kept running rolling with the Bengals was because that defense just keeps stepping up. Not because of Eli Apple part of that defense, but just defense in general, when you're when your defense is rolling and you're able to stop teams like they did against the Kansas City Chiefs in that second half, you that's a championship team, and that's what you need. Deep as old adage, defense wins championship. Offense obviously helps too. You need an offense, but you need to stop them from scoring. You need to pass rush, you need to make the quarterback uncomfortable. And that's what they did in that second half. Mahomes it was horrible in the second half. He I think he I think he even break uh only had like 30 or 60-something yards, between like 30 to 60 yards, I want to say, in the second half for Patrick Mahomes, where he was throwing all over the place in the first half. So, And then once again, it goes to overtime. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to come down to the coin toss. It's going to come down to the coin toss. Well, it didn't because you play defense, which is what my argument was last week when we talked about the Bills, was that if you play defense, the coin toss does not decide who wins that game. It is, in fact, your team. And the – I think uh, they were 13 seconds into the overtime and the Bengals get an interception off of Patrick Mahomes and they're bringing it back and they're kicking the field goal. And uh, Money Mac, uh, as uh, I think Stack Guy sat last week, was uh, Shooter McPherson. Yes, that's his name, Shooter McPherson. Basically just looked over at him and said, I guess we're going to the Super Bowl. 
and then kicked it right through the uprights. As that overtime started, uh, Josh Allen tweeted, oh, here we go again, or something like that. I think he tweeted pain. Pain, that's what he, 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 basically saying like, oh, the Chiefs are going to win. I tweeted back at him, tell your defense to take fucking notes. (laughs) No, it's true though. And then I think um, the Chiefs tweeted out, uh, we won the toss again. Or like we get ball first in OT or something like that. And that would uh, that backfired on them because uh, obviously you know the Bengals are winning that game. But again, when the- you're a complete team mm-hmm. and you're not just an offensive team, then it doesn't matter. I mean, defense yeah. wins championships. Exactly. The Bengals just just won the AFC championship with their defense. With defense. Exactly. A, a huge stop, a huge a whole second half and yeah. overtime. And, and and that's what they did. I saw that interception happen, and I was like, wow, okay. So let me hear the complaints now from these people in Hillbilly fucking Buffalo. Let me hear the Canadians in Buffalo cry now. What about the Chiefs? What are they going to say? They need to get the ball back? You know what I mean? Like, no, you threw a deception. It's it. I don't that's think cool. Chiefs fans are complaining about that. Yeah, I, I, they're not. No, they're, they're not. They not anything to say about anything. It's just no. you lost. That's it. No, it's like, no it is. Yeah, you can't really complain at that point. And- I, I maintain that the whole overtime thing where they show that like the overtime team wins more often than not in the playoffs, it's a small sample size. It's out of 10. If you did out of 100, it'd be 50-50 again mm-hmm. because the regular season is 50-50. Yeah. But but the since they changed the rules, which is about 100 games in the regular season, it's roughly 50-50. The playoffs is like – now at this point two and eleven you know two teams that didn't win the coin toss have won have won yeah and and uh and nine teams that did have won yeah but again it's a small sample size if you did a hundred times it'd be 50 50 again so i don't even need to change anything congratulations to the Bengals. congratulations to the rams uh and and here I am again i don't want eli apple to win but i also don't want odell beckham jr to win <laughs> I mean, a lot of giants. Yeah, I mean, like games. maybe if, I, if both of them got career-ending injuries, I could just be like, "Yeah, I don't care who wins now. I can just enjoy myself." A lot of former giants too. I think BJ Hills on uh, the Bengals too. Uh, I think there's some else, obviously Odell um, and Eli Apple. They're, those are the two most prominent names of former giants that are in the uh, Super Bowl this year. Uh, but yeah, I think what my thing is the, the quarterback matchup. I think you have two likable quarterbacks. You have Stafford, who spent. Basically, well, he has entire career until this year with the Lions, you know, a relevant uh, team. And then he gets away from them his first year and he makes the Super Bowl. So I think that's an incredible story right then and there. And people cheer for him. He's one of those guys where people are like, well, is he going to be a Hall of Famer with the numbers? His numbers are awesome for his career. He just never had postseason success because he was in the Lions. He never had a postseason. I think they go to the postseason once. I think they went to postseason once. Once, maybe in like 2011 or something like that. Yeah, but they didn't go that far, but they made the postseason at least once with him, but not the lack of him playing. It's not his, you can't blame him for that franchise. It was him and Megatron. It was him and Megatron. Megatron retired early because he's like, I ain't doing this shit anymore. He pulled the Barry (laughs) Sanders. Yeah, which also was a lot. He pulled a Stan Ross. Yeah, Stan Ross. And it's just funny, Barry Sanders and and, uh, Megatron, too, like, the best players, their positions, they both and Detroit crushed their spirits, and they're like, peace. <laughs> Detroit yeah. crushed their spirit. Yeah, Detroit. Like, I can't do this anymore. No. I love this game, but you people took that away from me. Yeah, and then obviously on the other side, Joe Burrow, who everyone just loves Joe Burrow. I think it's just, uh, I'm not just saying that, but oh yeah, uh, he made it in the 2014 and 2016. So two postseason runs for Stafford, but they didn't go that far there. Uh, Thank you, Sal, for that. 
Yeah, thank you, Sal. That's why you stack guy Sal. So, but um, yeah, that was. Uh, but that's pretty much. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking forward to Super Bowl. But we'll get to that. But before we move on to our next topic, which is the major news going on here, just to remind everyone, we do have. We're going to be part of the Belly Up Big Game Bonanza live on Super Bowl Sunday at 12 p.m. on Tiki Live. Um, it'll be us. Um, it'll be the Good Island Gallery, uh, the Belly Up Sports Fantasies. Uh, the TSS Fantasy, High Low Sports, and the MD's Fantasy Football Show. It's going to be a great show. Uh, a lot of surprises that we're going to have throughout. So I think it's 12 to 3.30. Uh, one of these big, you know, big overall type of things that we're doing here. All different, you know, pod, great podcasts that we have here in the Belly Up Sports Network. Uh, we're thankful to be included in it. Uh, but we're going to be doing uh, prop bets, which is one of my favorite things to do during the Super Bowl is whether it's player ones or just game ones and stupid things like national anthem, which Nick hates because he's like, it doesn't affect the game, but Hey, you know what? Over on there, whoever is singing the national anthems, uh, one of my pastimes when it comes to Super Bowl. but they have a lot of other great topics that are going to go over uh, throughout it. And they're going to have some great special guests as well. Um, so check All it out. Sponsored by Yeats and Manscaped. Yes. Also sponsored. That. I think we have other sponsors as well, but I think you're going to update that graphic and then we'll get to them as well uh next time we'll we'll know more by by next week as well so uh looking forward to that uh but you know here we are uh after championship sunday um you know as a giant fan we had uh you know big story uh you know brian dable gets hired uh and then next thing you know uh the new york giants are getting sued by brian flores which is the the big story this week uh brian flores is suing in federal court in New York City uh, against the NFL, uh, specifically against uh, the league overall, and then specifically against teams which are the Denver Broncos, um, the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Giants. And uh, this just was filed yesterday as of this recording, uh, February 1st. So it was filed on that day. Uh, and then it's basically just discriminatory uh, claims that he's making uh, you know, civil rights uh, violations, pretty much uh, New York human rights uh, law violations done by the NFL, saying that the Rooney Rule um, has basically provided this false sense of, well, we're making diversity. We're having these coaches come in to be interviewed. And, um, you know, they're, they're basically just getting sham interviews where it's just you're just coming in to interview for us just so we cover ourselves that we had the Rooney Rule, um, you know, we took care of that issue that we need to do before we hire the guy that we want to hire, even though we already knew we we're just bringing you in just to fulfill that, that rule. And for those of you who don't know, the Rooney rule is that you must bring in at least two outside uh, your organization, people uh, of color um, to uh, interview for the position of either GM or coach. So, um, so let's clarify real quick. I don't yeah. believe it's of color. It could any minority. Is anyone already? I thought it was people. It's any minority. So if the coach was gay, then that fulfills that requirement. Okay, in, in a sense, of Robert Sala is technically considered to be Caucasian, but he's but Muslim. He's Muslim, yeah. And that, that checks the box for being minority. a minority. Okay, so it's minority. There were more people of color. So for any minority, uh, then has to come in. And then the new rule was, I guess, because of Zoom and stuff like that, is it has to be in person as well. So the New York Giants, we'll get to the Giants part of this first before we get to the other parts of it. Uh, the New York Giants brought him in recently. They were going to hire Brian Dable. Um, well, allegedly, they were hiring Brian Dable before Brian Flores was coming in. 
Um, they had already talked to Patrick Graham and I think uh, Leslie Frazier, who are also minorities. Um, so they would have already fulfilled the Rudy rule right there. And then they were also bringing in Brian Flores. And I think what, from my part of it, looking at this, is that I think it was a difference between the GM and the and the owner. I think John Mara really didn't want Flores. He even reached out to Flores, was saying that he was interested in him. He really did want Flores. I said, did no, he did. He did want him. Okay. He really did want him. Uh, but then that was before they hired Joe Schoen. Um, and Joe Schoen was, well, I'm going to bring in one of my guys from Buffalo, which is Brian Dable. So I think it was maybe just a kind of a difference of minds or opinions of a GM and an owner. And I think at that point, when they were coming down to decision-making, I mean, John Mara in the past has been really part of making these decisions for GMs and coaches, and it hasn't panned out recently. So I think he kind of just took a step back and let his GM do it. But that's one aspect of it. But one of the main points of why Brian Flores is using evidence that, you know, the um, that they may have possibly – possibly already known they were high in Brian Dable before he even went in for his interview was because of this. This is the the text messages from, I don't know if you could read it that well, from, from Bill Belichick to, to Brian Flores. But basically he was saying, you know, um, sounds like you have landed. Congrats. And then Brian Flores writes, did you hear something I didn't hear? And then he wrote Giants exclamation point with a question marks. And then it says, I interviewed on Thursday. I think I have a shot at it from Brian Flores. And then he said, got it. I hear from Buffalo and, and New York Giants that you are their guy. Hope it works out um, if you want it to. Um, he said, that's definitely what I had. Then he writes, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? Uh, just making sure. And then Bill Belichick writes back, sorry, I fucked this up. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. Uh, and then BB is for Bill Belichick. And he said, he said, thanks. Uh, thanks, Bill. So I think what happened was, I don't think he inadvertently texted Brian Flores, if you read that. I think he misread the text from the Giants. So that's what he, This is what they're alleging. Saying that they were hiring Brian, and then he must go to Brian Flores, which Bill Belichick and Brian Flores have a history together. Brian Flores was a defensive coordinator uh, with the Patriots when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl recently. Um, and then he must text him saying, oh, yeah, I'm here. You're going to get this job. And then ends up being no, it was meant to be Brian Dable. So uh, that's the Giants portion of it. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on that with the Giants and the the possible sham interview that they were having with Brian Flores? Well, I I think the Rooney Rule is stupid. I I, I really do. I, I think uh, you can't force somebody to hire a minority. If you're going to do that, then we're we're basically going to do a. Uh, we're best. Basically, what we're going to do is we're we're going to have uh, affirmative action, where the NFL is going to dictate that a certain amount of a certain percentage of the league needs to be a minority as far as coaching is concerned. In which case, the owners aren't allowed to hire the person that they want. Uh, if if the Giants knew the the idea that you're going to hire somebody, you're going to interview somebody simply because the NFL says you need to. What if that guy's just not your guy? What if it's not? Honestly, like the real question is if tomorrow Bill Belichick was available as a head coach and Bill reached out to any team in the league and said, I want to be your head coach, are we really going to interview anybody? I, I do we does that make sense? I mean, 
if let's say for instance, if this news came out that Brian Flores had been pre-selected, because that's that's the problem that we're discussing right now is is pre-selection. That's the issue, right? That he's yes. been that Brian Dayball was pre-selected to be a head coach of the New York Giants before Brian Flores did his interview. I'm sorry, the GM knew Brian Dayball. He was never, ever, ever gonna hire anyone else. Regardless of the color of their skin, the or 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 their creed or their sexuality or their gender, he was always going to hire his friend. It would be like me hiring you to be my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you didn't interview all the lawyers. I don't need to. I don't. I've known this guy since I'm 18 years old. Do I really need to interview another lawyer? Uh, it just. Uh, I saw somebody say something along the lines. Well, the league is racist, and that's why. Uh, shown hasn't had the opportunity to work with somebody like Brian Flores. I'm like, that's just fucking stupid because he could have worked with any, like Ron Middleton right now works with, uh, with, with uh, Joe Douglas. So if he hires Joe, let's say Joe Douglas moves on from the Jets, goes somebody else and hires Ron Middleton, who's the Jets assistant head coach to be his head coach over there. Are people going to be up in arms over that crap too? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You always hire your friend. Always. Yeah, and he also brought in Leslie Frazier, who was the defensive coordinator for the Bills while Schoen was there. So who's to say that he might not have hired him? He went with the offensive guy. Why? Because the uh, Giants need fucking offense. Yeah, the Giants have a bad offense. Proving that there was some sort of racism going on, I think it would be more easy for me to point out that Bill Belichick was just trying to sabotage another franchise than it is for me to sit here and and, and find some sort of racism in, 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 in whatever the Giants did. Now, I'm not a Giants fan, and you know me, Rook. I've said for years that the Giants are racist, okay? Yeah. But in this instance, I don't think this is the situation that, that they fall into that that group. I said from start, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I said the Giants aren't going to hire Brian Flores because he doesn't look like the Giants type of head coach. Yeah, you I said, said that. Ago. You did say that on this podcast. You said a couple I, episodes ago. I, I said that weeks ago. You, all right. I always said I had because I had said I wanted Brian Flores to be the coach of the New York Giants. And you were and like, I said, well, I don't think he looks like the Giants head coach, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the same right? way Dwayne Haskins didn't look like a quarterback. The Giants quarterback. Guy. Yeah. All right. Which I also wanted Dwayne Haskins as well. And, and, I was, I, and I'm not shy in saying it. The bigger story here is Stephen Ross incentivizing losing which is, for the Miami Dolphins. I think that's the bigger story. Yeah, which is the next point that we're getting to is we cover the Giants for him first because obviously, you know, we're you know, we're New Yorkers. It's a big story here. Um, but, yeah, the next story here is what the difference uh, – what happened with Brian Flores and, and Stephen Ross and the Dolphins. I mean – the Dolphins fired him after two winning seasons. The Dolphins haven't had two consecutive winning seasons since 2003. Brian Flores is doing an incredible job. He got the most out of that team. That team was one and seven. They finished nine and eight. Okay. The New York Giants at one point were one and seven, and they did not finish anywhere close to nine and eight. And Judge almost still had a job until there was outcry afterwards because Brian Flores was fired before Joe Judge, which to me is a little suspect when there's when there's coaches who, who are who are white, who do not perform that well, and they are getting second and third chances. But when you have Brian Flores, who is credible, two great seasons, he's getting fired immediately the very next day after that game, that season ends. Then you also have other other black coaches. Um, Trying to remember his name, but the the coach of the Arizona Cardinals was that. David Cully from the well, David Cully got fired as well. I mean, he he had that he got that team to perform a lot better than people would have expect would have expected. So that's another one too, just this season. But the Arizona Cardinals, I forgot his name before they hired uh, Cliff Cl- uh, Clinsbury. 
Not Dennis uh, Green. It wasn't Dennis Green. I got I to look it up. Uh, Stack Guy Sal, do me a favor. <laughs> He's got it. Um, he was. They went three and thirteen. The GM that year was uh, arrested for DUI, was suspended, still kept his job. They were three and thirteen with Josh Rosen, right? They fired him after that one season. Whereas other coaches who have went three and thirteen or worse, who are white, got a second chance. This is this is all in the complaint as well because I did read through the complaint. This is what they're alleging. So it is when you look at those circumstances and those stat and those facts, it kind of is like, well, you know, he kind of has a point there. You know, why is it Steve Wilkes? It was Steve Wilkes. That's right. Thank you, Sal. Um, he kind of has a point where there might be discrimination against minority coaches. But going back to Stephen Ross and um, and um, Brian Flores, he basically in 2019, they wanted to, you know, tank. I don't think it was for two. I think it was tanking for they wanted Joe Burrow. I think was that they wanted Joe Burrow. They Your wanted boy. Joe Burrow. He told them, um, "Every game you lose, I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars." And then he actually then Brian Flores was obviously saying, "No, I'm not going to purposely tank my team." Uh, and then it started winning games, and they got upset. He got upset with them. The GM told Brian Flores, "You know, Steve's mad at you because you've been winning lately, and that's because he wanted the tank." They end up, I think they end up with Tua at that point, um, that same draft, I believe. So it is, I mean, there is, you know, that's his allegation. There is no, we don't have any proof of it yet. Oh, no, it goes, it goes further into that, though. Go ahead. The following yeah. season, they're tampering with players on other teams. Yes, yes, yeah, the tampering. He then brings them onto a yacht. They're trying to lure in a prominent quarterback, which they don't name it, but obviously, I think, I think sources have already said that it's been, it was Tom Brady. So I heard point. Deshaun Watson. Oh, you heard Deshaun Watson. I heard Tom I heard Brady. Deshaun Watson. I read an article today that they, they believed it was Tom Brady. And basically what he did was he brought them into, he invited them to a yacht to make it seem like it was an impromptu meeting. Brian Flores gets there and he finds out what Steve Ross is planning. And he basically walks out and says, I'm not going to commit this tampering, you know, with this quarterback. and get myself in trouble. So he takes off and leaves. And obviously that upsets Ross as well. So, but I mean, I'm a soldier, right? If yeah. I get the mission accomplished and I disobey my leader, I'm still fired that day. I'm obviously not fired from the army, but they're not going to leave me in a leadership role if I can't follow orders, even if I get the job done. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. and, and I think that's every job in the whole world. Like when you're pissing the owner off and you're continuously at odds with the owner, look at Billy Martin. How many times did he get fired? Yeah, he got fired as, as when he was hired. That press conference in the 70s. But again, you, you can't be at odds with the owner. The owner tells you to do something, no matter whether you're white, black, yellow, red, purple, green. The answer is yes, because he's the guy that holds your future in his hands. If you don't want to say yes, then go work for somebody else. Yeah, but I think in this case, it, it's not. I get what you're saying, but like these weren't orders that were like, Hey, go out there and win games. And he's like, I'm going to fucking lose them. Listen, I, I don't have a problem yeah. with Brian Flores saying, no, I'm not tanking. I commend yeah. him for that. I do have a problem with him not saying anything until he's been fired. No. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that, he compromised his integrity to keep his job. Yeah. Like why didn't he say this in 2019? When it first At which happened? point, what else is he compromising his integrity for? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, listen, there's both sides to each to the argument, but I think, for your argument regarding following orders, I mean, the one you're telling him to tamper, which is breaking the rules, and then the other one is telling him to tank, 
in a, in a sport that gets bet on constantly. Like people, you know, this is it. it Listen, it's I, like I, I don't have a problem with him not wanting to break the rules. No, I, I have a problem with him continuing to work for somebody that's asking him to break the rules. He didn't have a problem with it as long as he got paid. I, I guess you know yeah, it's just hard. like a cop that goes to work and he knows that his sergeant is dirty, and he just turns a blind eye because he doesn't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. You're just as complicit. Yeah, they were. I mean, he was going to leave the organization, and now you're the you're the hero because you're you're diming everybody out, dude. You were just as guilty yesterday because you didn't do anything about it when it mattered. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that point completely, and that's one of the arguments. That's one of the things he's going to have to argue and prove, you know. And, and he's got to prove those statements too. There's right now, um, it's just a complaint. There's not, you know, a complaint. Just people will know it's not a complaint to the NFL, like you know, you guys did something wrong. So, so, so as a lawyer, filing. A lawsuit. As a lawyer, explain that. Explain yeah, how a lawsuit gets filed. As a so lawyer, so basically, you know, one of the first things is you file a complaint with the court. It gets filed, and at that point, then you serve the other side who you're suing uh, with a summons and the complaint. So, a complaint. Everyone probably just thinks I'm talking about him complaining, but I'm not complaining. It's it's actually literally called a complaint. It's a document that term. starts the initial initial. It's a legal document. It's basically the, uh, the document that starts or initiates the lawsuit and the, the legal proceeding. And this is in federal court. Um, and at this point in his complaint, there's no actual amount that he's looking for. It just says whatever the compensation to, um, I guess, what he may have lost economic impact in his life because of these uh, sham interviews and because of the negative uh, press that he's getting after his firing. So after he was fired, it was more of that he's not he's not compliant. He's uh, you know he's tough to work with, and that's the reason why he was fired. Meanwhile, was he was listening to the orders that Steve Ross was giving him because he didn't agree with those orders uh, and the the I guess illegalness of those orders in the NFL rules. So I mean that so in there it just says the economic impact. Which could be decided eventually with through discovery. So discovery process next is basically your evidence, um, and then you know discovery is a huge part of this case. There's going to be you know the economics of it. There's going to be the text messages, the emails, and these are big corporations. There's going to be a ton of discovery when you request emails. It they'll ask you for a range of emails from a certain date to this. And you'll have to submit all of those to these these companies. My first job out of law school was actually going through these type of emails to these big, large firms and uh, and just figuring out whether or not the emails that were given for discovery were um, you know relevant to the case of what they're requesting in their discovery demands. So sorry, that was a little, you know, legal, little boring there. But now you know a little bit of the process of what, it, what goes on when there is a civil trial like this. And that's why I always say when you have a discord with somebody, you call them on the phone. As yeah. long as your phone's not being tapped. As long as it's not being recorded, which in some states, be careful. Because in Florida, like a lot of people have been saying like, oh, what if Brian Flores recorded Stephen Ross? Well, in Florida, there's consent laws where you can't record somebody and submit it to a court without their consent. Yeah. So in some states, uh, they have what is called the two-way consent, which is both yep. you and the party you're with has to agree to consent, which would be Florida, whereas New Jersey, there'd be a one-way consent law, which means if I'm on my phone and me and Nick are talking, I'm consented to recording that that uh, that conversation, 
Which is why when you get those calls from like customer service, they say they have to this call may be recorded for quality assurance. Mm -hmm. So you might want to preface every conversation you have with this call may be recorded for quality (laughs) assurance. And people will think you're kidding, but you're not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, overall, though, I think that the team that's least affected by any of this would be the Broncos because all of the what he's saying is just he said, she said. Yeah, that one, I think looking at that would probably be the most like you're a legend, but you don't really have proof of it. I mean, because the Broncos could easily be like, what are you talking about? He showed up late drunk. Yeah, they easily. There's no evidence from either side to be like, oh, yeah, there he is drunk. Yeah. And that's it. That's so going to the Broncos part of it. Is that in 2019, before he was hired by the Dolphins, he was being interviewed by the by the Broncos before they hired Vic Fangio, um, and they he claimed that they had already known they were hiring Vic Fangio, which there's no evidence of that. Uh, and then he also claims that um, he alleges that uh, you know John Elway and the other president or GM, whoever it is, showed up disheveled. They were hungover and they showed up late to the meeting. Well, he was there. I don't understand how being hungover is even an issue. Can you not do your job effectively if you have a hangover? I had hangover this Monday. I did my job pretty well. <laughs> I don't understand. If you have a headache, are you inefficient at doing your job? No, it's not. And the thing is, how do you tell if someone's hungover? You know what I mean? Like, how could you can't just be having a bad hair day? Your contacts could just be bothering your eyes that day. Like me right now. because Like happening. you right now. Like a couple <laughs> of minutes ago, I'm looking at you. I'm like, are you okay? Your yeah, eye, your have... contacts just bothering you. I don't have a drink. In my... I haven't drank anything. My, eye... my contacts just bothering me today. So it does happen. I mean. You can't. I mean, it's that that one's tough to prove, especially so they, like you said, it's unless they have some sort of evidence that shows. You have video evidence of John fucking Elway tripping going into the meeting. But what what's gonna happen is when they request these emails from Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, Miami Dolphins, if it shows there's emails or text messages between any of the parties that are in charge of making decisions that they did in fact have a candidate already made in mind. Like, all right, we're hiring Vic Banjo, but we're going to bring in Ryan Flores to cover our Rudy Rule ass, you know, our, our asses for the Rudy Rule. You know what I mean? And that's what people are doing. They're, they're saying these sham interviews were occurring just because they want to fulfill, cover their ass for the Rudy Rule. So so tomorrow Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin becomes a, an available head coach. He gets hired and through pre-selection, all right, the Jaguars hire him because he's the best coach available. And they don't. They're they're interviewing other people just because to say that they have to, but they know they want to hire this guy. Is that okay? I mean, it, I don't. I don't. I mean, to me, it seems like you could have a preference to it, but is is it whether or not did they already hire someone? Like, did they tell Brian Dable two days before Brian Flores came in? You're you have the job, but we can't name it until we interview Brian Flores to cover the. What world. if they tell each other that? Well, they could say we have a preference to a guy. Like, oh, I really like this guy. Like, I really want to hire him. But, you know, we have to do these, you know, we have to just bring him in. Kind of like, is, you know, this is a, this is a 60 page complaint. This is a large complaint. This isn't something that was just drafted between, I mean, it could have been. I mean, if you work all night, you work on a 60 page, you know, thing. But this is something that was definitely in the works prior to him not getting the, or, you know, the Giants, it seems like. It seems he like started he shit when the first time Stephen Ross asked him to drop a game, he said, when he fires me, I'm fucking that guy over. That, that's what happened. That's what I'm saying. I think once he was fired, that's when he 
went ahead and started drafting this, or at least said, "I'm bringing." No, I, I think I think it happened before he got fired. You think he had like Ryan was in the wall? I'm going to be fired. Let's get this thing started. I can't see. I can't see that not happening, especially with again. What he was asked to do, I do not condone, but clearly he had no problems with it as long as he was employed. I'm not saying he did it. He had no he had problems with it to the point that he wouldn't acquiesce, but he didn't have enough problem with it that he was going to do anything about it. And we've seen oh, other people right. blow the whistle while they're there. You know, and, and there's nothing I hate more than somebody that's like, well, I'm not there anymore. Now I can blow, blow the whistle. Dude, if you really have a problem. If you're really an upstanding guy, if you're really Serpico, then you say something while you're a part of the organization. You don't show up 15 years later going, yeah, I was there. I saw a whole bunch of shit. I just didn't say anything at the time because I really wanted to keep my job. Well, then then your integrity is not where it was. Right? Yeah, we see it every day on every train and every bus. See something, say something. Not yeah. see something, say something 10 years later. And I think the problem is, too, is like, what's, what's the solution? Like, there's really no – I don't know what the solution is. Um, it's, I it's, it's somebody, hard because if it's simply the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule is made to promote minorities into positions of power, coaching and GM, but it, it's failed already. So what's the next step to say, how do we, how do we, how do we get them into those positions of power? Listen, we, we, we talked about this for a while. We kind of, you know, I think we all, we all set our points. We gave a pretty good breakdown of what, Thing. Unless you got any more, you got one more point. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit BlackHillsEnergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I would just like to move on to the Broncos selling. They're for sale. Talk yes. to me about that. There's some legal legal shit going on with that as well. So there was, yeah, there was a case. I guess there was a an agreement between. Uh, uh, Pat Boland died in 2019 after a legal battle with Edgar Kaiser. Yeah, Edgar Kaiser. So. So this is the first time uh, NFL team is for sale since 2017 when Jerry Richardson was forced to sell it. Then Pat Bowen just uh, he died in 2019, and then there was a legal battle recently with Edgar Kaiser. I guess what happened was there was a right of first refusal given to Edgar Kaiser. So explain uh, that. What's right of first refusal? So basically, it was uh, it, it was before I could sell it, you have the right to either buy it or refuse to buy it. Okay. So. It might. I. I don't. I didn't get too much into the legal battle of it. Uh, but what. It, what it seems like is that the Pat Bowen estate, either their kids or whatever, they probably wanted to sell, uh, as opposed to keep it. And then Edgar Kaiser was probably like, "Well, I have this agreement with Pat Bowen that says that I have the right of first refusal to either buy it or refuse to and let you guys sell it." Now he's a secondary uh, party. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. a different party. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. I'm not 100%. But he sure. wasn't a part of the Broncos organization. I don't know if he was, to be honest with you. 
Um, he could have been. Uh, he could have been like some sort of minority owner. Um, not minority as a sense of we just spoke about for a while, but as in there's a majority owner and there's a minority owner, whereas one has a lot right. of percentage and one doesn't. Percentages, yes. Percentage-wise. So basically what happened was whatever the agreement was between Pat Bowen and Edgar Kaiser, um, the judge ruled recently that it was no longer valid or enforceable. So basically saying that that agreement, you don't have first right of refusal. So well, Bowen the guy that he made that agreement with is dead. So he doesn't have that agreement anymore. Well, yeah, because that must have been in the agreement. must have been something that had that he was alive at the time where it wasn't affecting the estate or whatever it was. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't really go too far into it, but I just saw that recently that was the, the ruling that was made that brought it to why they're able to sell a, sell the uh, the Broncos. Now, you know, three years later, almost since Pat Boland's, uh, you know, passing. Um, so that that's why they're finally being sold. Um, so they're expected to sell for over $4 billion. Uh, billion would it be? Um, that would be the highest uh, in U.S. sports history. The last, uh, the highest right now currently was the Brooklyn Nets. Sal's Brooklyn Nets were purchased for $3.3 billion uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and that was the highest. Um, but they're expecting the Broncos to to sell for more than that. And then, I mean, Look, let's <laughs> just clarify that the, the reason that it would be the highest is because the more valuable teams don't sell. True, yeah, that that's definitely true. Seems and then, like the Yankees and the Cowboys are not selling their fr- Jerry Jones and Hal Steinbrenner. Unfortunately, are not selling the Cowboys and the Yankees. That's why they're not the highest sold franchises. Not because the Broncos are so very valuable, but simply because they're the only ones up for sale. Well, think about. It. I, I would think out of any of the the leagues, the NFL right now is like king when it comes to money. Like they just print money, basically. I mean, they make so much money when ad revenue, you know, you have the you know sports gambling now, the, the fantasy. Uh, everyone's watching the NFL every Sunday. They basically own the day of a week. Um, but the also thing, too, with that is, I mean, you would expect the Broncos to outsell any other league with, you know, basketball or, you know, baseball. So, I mean, that's, that, that's also a part of it, too. But another part of it, too, is that the NFL – Besides Jerry Richardson, who was forced to sell in 2017, uh, the, before that was 2015. So it's been the NFL franchises don't franchises do not get sold that often. So it's also a reason why why they never surpassed that 3.3 billion that the Nets got recently. And even for the Nets, the Nets, I think at the time they weren't that good of a team. Sal could probably correct. Well, me. they're in Brooklyn now. That's why they sell so much. That's I mean, they sell so much. The top three teams in sports. Yeah. Are uh, are the Knicks and the Yankees? The, the Dallas Cowboys are yeah. the most valuable. The Yankees are number two, and the Knicks are number three. Yeah, the Knicks are terrible, but they're in New York, so they make money. But they're New York, so I mean, a lot of a lot of people were inferring through the implication of the Broncos selling that they were selling because of this accusation by Brian Flores. No, no, it had nothing to do with it. it had nothing to do with that, no, ladies no. and gentlemen. Two separate events. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. And like, deciding at the same time. It's a weird before the allegations, like they're so hard to prove. Like it doesn't, and it's from so long ago, it's from three years ago. I mean, there's gonna be different ownership too. Like the Bronco organization would still be there, you know? Like when they sell, they have to have some sort of like I don't know, hold harmless agreement for the new buyer or something, you know. Like I don't know, that's that's tough though. And it makes it makes it more interesting though, moving forward, if you know they do eventually sell. I'm assuming that lawsuit's gonna have to be 
not part of it. Like there's going to be something in that writing that makes a new owner not to blame for that, which is that does occur when there are contracts or businesses or any type of either that, or he's just going to sit there and say, you're taking significantly less because of this. Yeah. If I'm going to cover your cost of your, from well, not only that, but with the black eye to my organization. Well, that too, that could also, nobody cares about the, the, nobody cares who the owner is. (laughs) You're the Broncos. So now I'm not supporting your team. I'm protesting outside your arena. Mm-hmm. This is a regular thing because fuck you. Uh, I don't care who the owner is. Oh, that was the last owner? I don't give a shit. You still yeah, employed no. John Elway, right? Okay, yeah. I'm still booing you. Yeah, no, you're right. And that could affect it. You're right. That I mean, that's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. They're expected to sell that high, but what, who knows if this uh, this news does affect the uh, the price of it. Um, but uh, moving on from the Broncos sale, Tom Brady, ding dong, the witch is dead. Tom Brady retires, and I'm glad to see him go. Fuck Tom Brady. Well, let's really cover how this actually happened. This was Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter said he retired. Then he said, then Tom Brady. Tom Brady came through and said, my son is not retired and lied as good as his son cheats. And then the the GM of the Bucks also said, Tom Brady has not informed me that he retired yet. And then everyone's like, well, I guess Tom Brady's not retiring. And then I think it was was yesterday, too. Yesterday. Yes, right before the uh, the filing of the complaint by Flores. Um, yeah, he, he finally retires, makes a statement, and who does he forget in that in that statement? New England Patriots and their New fans. England Patriots and their fans. He thanked yeah. the Bucks, which is weird. I don't think I don't think that's a big deal because from what I've heard, he's going to sign a one year deal with the a one day deal oh, with the retire to retire as a Patriot. And and if that's the case, then I mean that was kind of part of the plan, wasn't it? Uh, Sal says that he thanked Bill Belichick a half hour ago in an Insta- Instagram story. Right. Um, on that, sign a one day deal with the Pats just to uh to retire as a Patriot and he'll thank yeah. everybody there. But uh, ultimately, fuck Tom Brady, I'm a fucking Jets fan, <laughs> fuck Boston in general. Yeah, someone said uh on Twitter, oh, what's Tom Brady? What, what's your greatest memory of Tom Brady? And I, him uh, losing to fucking Mark Sanchez. That's what it was. Him losing two Super Bowls to uh, Eli Manning was pretty good. I hate Eli Manning, but I'll fucking commend him and drink to him for that one. Fuck yeah. Tom Brady. Without uh, Tom Brady, I mean, sorry, without Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, and Nick Falls, Tom Brady would have a lot more Super Bowls under, under his. Uh, yeah. under and his David water. Harris. And David Harris. Picking him off and fucking running yeah. it back for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's so long, uh, Tom Brady. So long, Tom Brady. Here. I mean, listen, seven Super Bowls. I mean, great career, obviously. I know we're joking I, around. You know what I honestly hate, though? I would say you're not joking around. I'm joking around about it. But, you know, obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks that we got to watch in our lifetime. So congratulations to him on a great great career, uh, astonishing career, because every time I thought it was over, he'd always come back. So uh, I'm telling you right now, I can't Brady. stand the world that we live in now where people are like, God bless the guy that beat me in the playoffs every week. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I hate that. There's nothing more I hate than like, man, LeBron beat us every year, but boy, it was a, tr- a privilege to watch him. Fuck Michael Jordan too, all right? I'm a fucking Knicks fan. Fuck Michael Jordan, all right? <laughs> we could have won fucking six championships if it wasn't for that cocksucker. Fuck Michael Jordan. I said that shit. I wear Jordan cl- shoes. They look nice, but fuck Michael Jordan, all right? Fuck fucking LeBron James. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck all those guys, all right? My teams are out here fucking struggling and shit. 
Sounds Fuck like David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez and Pedro Martinez. Fuck them Sounds all. Sounds gonna, gonna be feeling like this when uh Giannis and Tenacupo keeps the Nets from winning a championship for all this. And you know, uh, but, but you know what though? I commend people for that. We need to go back to this. Remember, like once upon a time back in the day, like if you were on the opposing team, you didn't talk to players on the other team. Because back in the day, there was no such thing as free agency. You stayed with the same franchise forever. If you had beef with somebody, you had beef with them for life. They had like real hatred. They had the real hatred. Real fucking beef. Yeah. But <laughs> but fuck Tom Brady. I'm glad to see you go. It should have happened fucking sooner. I've been praying for an injury for you for years. <laughs> well, moving, moving on. on. NFL. Wait, did Harbaugh get hired? No, I think he went back to no. Harbaugh today. After a lot of speculation that he was going to go and sign with the Minnesota Vikings, he decided to make a huge turn at the stop and go light and decide not to sign with Minnesota and go back to Michigan. And he will continue to be the the Michigan head coach. I really, yeah. really cannot stand uh, John Harbaugh or Jim, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. He looks like if you've ever watched Friday Night Lights, he looks like the, the dad that plays J.D. McCoy's father and he's like an abusive dad. Uh, the original movie? No, no, the TV show. Oh, the TV the show. The actor that plays Joe McCoy. Um, his something. His name is something Moffat. Yeah, he looks um, like him, right? You're saying? Yeah, he. Oh my god, he looks so much like him. Yeah, they do look alike. I agree. Yeah, and, yeah, right. and he's a fucking weasel too. And and he, and in the show, he's an abusive father as well. Yeah, and, he is. Yeah, you're right. And, I know uh, where he is now. And Jim Harbaugh looks just like him. Sal says uh, Donald Moffat is the name Don, of the actor. Oh, the actor. And he looks like a lot like Jim Harbaugh. And they both like. like fucking scumbags. <laughs> Jesus. You know, uh, but, on, on top of that, I've never liked Jim Harbaugh since what he did to, to Stanford. So the rules have changed in college football, and now players can transfer schools at, at a whim. But once upon a time, if you transferred schools, you had to sit out a year. Yeah, you did, yeah. And, yeah. and when he was head coach of, of – uh, Stanford, he recruited a lot of kids and then dipped after they won a bowl game after kids had already committed to his program. I went to and once they commit, they're stuck there. And now they got a new coach that they, they may or may not like, or they have to decide to transfer and forego their freshman year. Yeah. And sometimes new coaches, those aren't their guys. So sometimes they're like, I'm not going to play you. Yeah, I didn't know I mean, that happened with Spencer Rattler, right? Yeah. Spencer Rattler, uh, he had uh, Lincoln Riley as his head coach. Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma, goes to USC. Spencer Rattler pops smoke, and he goes to South Carolina. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that so happens a lot. But Spencer Rattler didn't really back when, when Harbaugh did it initially, you, you had to sit out a whole year. Mm -hmm. They changed the role recently, which is good for the players, but. So I'm not mad. I'm, I wouldn't have been as mad now as I was then. I, I, I thought that was dishonorable to – Look parents in the eye and say, yeah, I'll take care of your kid for four years of college and then just dip as soon as you get a better opportunity. Um, you know, if, if you're going to leave, let them know in advance you're going to leave. Don't don't yeah. don't tell people you're going to take care of them and then leave. But I, I, I honestly don't like Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I think the Vikings are better off without him. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next story, uh, the Washington football team is no more. They are finally renamed. They are now the Washington Commanders. Now, I'm not clapping for the name Commanders. I'm just clapping for the demise of football team. Yeah. Which is the stupidest oh. fucking thing that's happened in sports in the past 20 years. 
Um, somebody said, like, I've seen a lot of people today going, football team is better than commanders. The dumbest fucking... Co- so so what are you? Like, like if you get drafted by the Jets, you call your mom and go, I'm a Jet mom. If you get drafted by the Eagles, I'm an Eagle mom. If you get drafted by the Raiders, I'm a Raider mom. If you get drafted by the Washington football team, what are you, a footballer, a teamster? I'm going to the football Washington team. Like, it's the fucking stupidest thing in the world. It's it's right up there with, like, the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic and the Utah Jazz, the Boston Red Sox. I don't know. If you get drafted by the Red Sox, are you a Red Sox? Yeah, you're a Red Sox. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I'd also say it's also like – The um, Kraken? I'm a Kraken. Yeah, the New York – Um, the New York uh, – what is it? New York City F- – Football NYCFC. The same fucking name. Football club. Yeah, the football club. Basically, same. that's soccer, though. Soccer always has Stupid fucking names. Or, like, the Miami – Inter Inter Miami is the name of the Inter Miami team. It's like, stupid. But, uh, yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah, Washington football team is a fucking stupid fucking name. It's Anybody that sits there and says that football team is better than commanders is fucking stupid, okay? You're but fucking dumb, all right? It's a big miss because they could have in the Washington Sentinels. Like, uh, I, I wanted them to be the Washington Sentinels. Like, uh, from what, uh, the, the replacements, the replacement, I was the backups. I don't know why I'm off. That's a great movie. Yeah. The replacements. That's a great movie. But, uh, movie. Sal cool. wants to know what's a better team name, the Cleveland guardians or the Washington commanders. Both teams had to change their names because of wokeness. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say commanders is better than guardians. Uh, because most people from Cleveland, Clevelanders, did not know that those statues outside of Cleveland are called the Guardians. Uh, and also there was a it was a roller derby team. So it was a roller derby team, man. That immediately makes their fucking baseball team name stupid. Also, the fact that the Cleveland Indians were named after a player on the team who was a Native American. Yeah. And the fact that they were like, Yeah, fuck that guy and changed their name. But was it he was also like the first Native American to ever play baseball, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and they and they just they just shat on him. Yeah, I would say uh, I'm going to go to the Commanders as well. I like the Commanders a little better than the Guardians. I don't know, the Guardians just didn't really make sense for Cleveland because, like you said, not many people know those statues outside Cleveland are supposed to be the Guardians. Uh, you know, the Commanders. At least I I get the reference. You're talking about the Commander in Chief lives down the road. Yeah. I get it. So it's a military kind of reference. It's a very military town. I get it. They could have gone. I think they could have went Red Wolves. That would have been cool. Sentinels. That'd have been cool. Um, yeah, Red Wolf. I like the Red. I thought there was some good Red Wolves. Some people were saying Red Tails, but somebody said, "But that's the Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee is in Alabama. That makes no sense." And yeah, and they're right. And they're right. Uh, uh, but the no thing is, it's funny because Washington, Washington is supposed to be Washington D.C., uh, but they they think they still play in Virginia, right? Or they play? They play in Maryland and or Maryland. They should play in DC. They should find the building. They can't. Stadium. The stadium, there's no space. They used to play RFK, which is actually in DC. In DC, yeah, yeah. But when they built the new stadium, they never tore down uh, RFK. RFK. But yeah, uh, they're, they're now the Washington Commanders. Uh, the interesting thing to me with them was uh, the, the now that you're, the NFL has authorized a, a, a alternate helmet. Yeah, they did. So they'll have a black alternate helmet. I wasn't in love with it. Has a logo in the front of it, so it's not symmetric. It's asymmetrical at this point. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't really like the uniforms or anything they they released that was supposed to be. I mean, great. Nike has gone into this generic. What do they call it? Minimalist. 
Yeah, basically. I call it generic. Where you just have two stripes on your sleeve and you're like, oh, I'm badass. I got two stripes. Look at these two stripes. They look good, don't they? Yeah, like there's stripes on every jersey and like a number, big number in front that's like outlined and that's it. We're done. Commander's really big across the front. Yeah, that's it. And also, uh, Commander's was the name of an an AFL team. Not AFL, AFA. Yes. San Antonio Commanders. Yeah, they took it. uh, It happens. Look at the Guardians. Cleveland Guardians, same thing. (laughs) Last thing for the NFL, uh, Sean Payton retired. Oh, right. Yeah, this is a big week for NFL. This is, we keep, (sighs) like I said, the NFL is exhausting. I'm like, that happened too. And that was, uh, Kevin James is replacing him as the Saints. I watched that movie. That was a good movie. They I, I enjoyed. I watched that movie the other day. I enjoyed that movie. I actually heard it was pretty funny. A lot of people saying that it's actually a funny movie. I gotta check it out. And, and Kevin Smith wasn't actually Kevin Smith. Kevin James wasn't funny. Really? No, he was. He was very like serious throughout the movie. There's other characters that compliment him that are funny. The hmm. kids are funny. The assistant yeah. coaches are funny. He is not funny. And that's a happy. Uh, he's funny Madison. in a very dry sense. He, he's oh, he's funny in a very like. I, I don't even know how to. He's funny, like 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 Bruce Willis is funny. Uh, I gotcha. You know what I mean? Like he Bruce was, Willis can be funny, but he's not funny. Yeah, but that's that's Happy Madison, right? I mean, yes, it was. It was yeah. a Netflix movie on Happy Madison. Yes, that's pretty and cool. Sean Payton is in it for about two point three seconds. Well, I mean, he, he to me, I think he's uh, in the the entire thing is Kevin James and him are just so identical. I never realized Sean Payton was so fat. Yeah, yeah, he's actually kind of he's not like that. He's a chunky dude, but he's not Kevin James, though. Hey, oh no, he absolutely is because I saw him at the end of that movie. Unless he was wearing a fat suit in that janitor's outfit, I was like, yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah. Sean Payton's fat. It's just that he wears really baggy ass clothes all the time, <laughs> and I really only ever look at him from the neck up. You know, who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Sill from The Sopranos. So, yeah, sort of. Where he's also fat, and he always looks, looks like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It makes him look even more fat than he actually is because he was hunched over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sal says uh, he thinks Sean Payton goes to the Cowboys next year. I don't know. That's that, that, that's like the rumor, but I don't know if that's – I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard the rumor too. I, I would say maybe he um, goes to the booth for a year, take it easy, and then he comes back, takes a Cowboy job. We will see. Well, moving on from the NFL. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What we got well, next? So, 
We're gonna bring Sal back. Do a little. Oh, Sal scratch. That he didn't expect it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell him what he's gonna be brought back in. Just what embarrassing. This surprised me. Um. So we're gonna do. uh, Does Gen Z know? Segment right right now with Sakai Sal. Have a got for me this week. So this time we did not send Sal. We did not tell him what we were told to look up. Look up anything. We're just gonna do it from first time he's hearing it. Let's go. All right. All right. So, Sal, tell me, do you know what this uh, what this noise is? All right. I'm going to play a noise for you, and I just want to know if you can recognize what this noise is. Like a pager? Do you know what that is? Is it a pager? Kind of. Kind of. Ask for pagers for certain. Play, wait, I'll play it again. again. One more time for the road, all right? Say, so you said it was a, a pager. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll play it for you again. Strike one. Like a, oh, like I a, get flashbacks from this. Not a, Is it a walkie-talkie? Oh, it's so close. It's so close, it but it's not. I would give it to him. That's pretty good. What is it? They were basically walkie-talkies. So that sound that you're hearing, hit it again, is the sound of a Nextel chirp. So Nextel, before they combined with Sprint, before they combined with, I think T-Mobile, right? T-Mobile bought Sprint. Yeah. Uh, Nextel was a company that employed the Motorola phone that had a thing called chirp, where if you had a Motorola phone and I had a Motorola phone on Nextel. We could press a button on the side of our phones that we could walkie-talkie each other. Really? <laughs> Basically, walkie-talkies. But it was what your. Year, it was what year successful. was this? From two thousand to two thousand and four. Yeah, at oh, least wow. two thousand to two thousand five. No, no, not two thousand. Not two thousand. Uh, I'd probably say two thousand two to two thousand five. I'd yeah, two thousand five. All, all the girls I knew had had the Nexto. Yeah. Yeah, all, all two of them. <laughs> your sister and <laughs> my mother. No, no, like a couple of girls we hung out with. <laughs> your like sister and Pam, that's your sister's friend. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is it. yeah, that was the other one. But yeah, I mean, that's obviously you're you're a baby, right? You were born in '99, right? Yeah, I was like yeah. probably like three or four when those came out. Yeah, the big cell phones when I was younger were Sidekicks. Okay, I was mm-hmm. asking my, my next question: like the, the, the Sidekick? Yeah, Nick, I Nick those were the big side. ones. He Nick loved his Sidekick. No, it was a great yeah. phone. A razor. I saw a grown man throw a razor against an elevator door. It did not break. Yeah, now those you drop your so iPhone and it shatters everywhere. Those things were so durable. I've seen a grown man in a drunken stupor throw his his <laughs> razor cell phone against some steel double doors, and it survived. I wouldn't say I was a grown man. I was throwing razors at elevator doors. I definitely was still. What, what, what were we like? Twenty, twenty-one. I was like nineteen. No, not we, we yeah. Went, we went. We went for my nineteenth birthday. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is how long me and Nick have known each other for. Yeah. And that was one of the one of the two girls that I knew made me throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Good um, times, good times. And that was does Gen Z know? Gen, and Gen, Gen Z, Z kind of knew what a chirp was. Yeah, I'm still figured it out. Figured it out. So, Sal, now we got you here. Give us some NBA talk, man. What do we got? Uh, Besides, I the wish Nets, I had. Really I wish Nets, I had. The Nets suck. The Nets the are suck too. Just, the they Nets all suck too. They all suck. Nets five game losing streak. It's crazy. That's pretty. No. Bad. Oh, it's so bad. The, right now, they're struggling to beat Sacramento. Sacramento blew them out. Oh, it, they're struggling to beat Sacramento. I can't believe it. But last night, with the they had a big game against the Suns. Another bad loss. I mean, James Harden and Kyrie Irving are having good games. Last night, Kyrie had twenty six points. Harden had twenty two, but. Durant being out is such a big loss, and you can't you can't replace him. You know Blake Griffin had 17 points, but that that's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for. Well, often forget that Blake Griffin's even on the Nets. Yeah, because he's he got older, and the Clippers just didn't said, he get a right, Nets contract with the Clippers. He did. he did. I think he did. Yeah, and they traded him the year, like the same year they gave it to him. Just so yeah, everybody knows, if there's a such thing as a max contract in the NBA, there is not a such thing as a max contract in the NFL. Though I have seen multiple people say, does this player deserve a max deal in the NFL? There's no such thing as a max deal in the NFL. <laughs> in the NBA, there is. And it's significant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the bench for the Nets is the biggest problem right now. It, Blake Griffin isn't enough. Patty Mills isn't enough. Marcus Aldridge is too old. He keeps getting hurt. He was out last night again, so we didn't have him. So it, they need a better bench. If Durant's going to be, Mills sounds like a player that played in 1945, right? <laughs> he's he's actually he's a decent player, but he's not. I'm just doing saying that. his name. Like no grown man goes by the name Patty. I know. It's <laughs> Unless they they strange. were like an Irish immigrant in 1922. Yeah, yeah. He's Australian, I think. Right? I don't know what he is. I think he's Australian. I'm not sure. Only if we had an intern to look things up for us. <laughs> uh, I'll look it up for you while you keep going, Sal. Sorry. Um, yeah, they've, the Nets have dropped all the way to the sixth spot in the Eastern Conference. All the way. They were in first place like a week and a half ago, and they're already back down to sixth place. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. Things move fast. Life comes yeah. at you fast. Nothing good about the Nets right now. I mean, I cannot believe they're struggling to beat Sacramento. What's the Sacramento score? Sacramento sucks. It, they just had it up. It was like 84 to 83 the last time I looked. Now it's 86 to 83 in the fourth. Wow. It's crazy. Is, uh... They cannot lose to Sacramento. Three and seven in their last 10 games. 29 and 21 overall. Struggle City, not good enough. Know. Struggle City for and for the Knicks too. Yeah, Knicks lost. This is I put NBA talk, but don't you not don't you dare badmouth. <laughs> I'll badmouth the Knicks. The Knicks suck right now. <laughs> yeah, they they one twenty to one away to the Grizzlies. Yeah, I just want to point out for those of you who don't know because you're too young and Sal might be one of them. The Grizzlies were bad enough that they had to switch cities and countries. Okay, <laughs> that's true. I mean. They play in Memphis now. That was not always the case. They were playing Vancouver. Vancouver. Because there are no Grizzlies in Memphis. In case anybody was wondering. That being said, Rook and I will be in Tennessee in just a few weeks. I will be doing a remote show on that Wednesday because I will be there a day early. Uh, And I will be doing a remote show from 
the beautiful land of Nashville, Tennessee, on the third. Is that right? You, no, you, I'm sorry, you, the second. On the second, I'll be in Nashville. I mean, you don't have to do a remote show. You're also going to be busy doing things. Well, we'll find out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, but uh, Rook and I will be in Nashville, and you'll see some footage. I think we'll do a beer review while we're down there. Definitely do a beer review. Uh, or if not a beer review, a whiskey review. There's whiskey. There's brew. I think there's a brewery, too, somebody, somewhere near there. You might do a boot review. I mean, regards to the NBA side, I mean, what else What else are we looking at? We got the break coming up soon. Um, yeah, you got the All-Star game on the 20th. Any big All-Star um, snubs that you saw that uh, from the lineups that were announced or no? Uh, no. Sounds like I didn't plan for this. Why are you asking me questions? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Talking about the break, uh, um, one of the things that's really interesting is that the I saw something today that said the Knicks are in eighth place, eight and a half games out of first uh, in the uh, East. I thought they were in twelfth. At this point, they might be in twelfth at this moment now. Yeah, uh, but, I think they're, yeah, they're in twelfth, twenty-four and twenty-eight. All right, so they're 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 in twelfth place, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And that's and that's how many games out of the are they out of first? Nine, Nine games out of first, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you go to Memphis, they're in third place and they're seven games out of first in the West. The West that's sucks. because that's because that's because the Suns are so good. They're they're unbelievable. Yeah, they are. With Devin Booker, uh, Devin Booker is unbelievable. I, I, so I, I'm good. a firm believer in basketball. Every year, somebody's so good. <laughs> And with that being said, we're moving on to the NHL. Yeah, a challenging game. Um, I miss TJ. I wish he was here with me. He's not. Yeah. I was at the game on Sunday, increasing my streak. I don't even know what it is at this point. I've been to many a Ranger game, and never have I seen them lose. And on Sunday, Keandre Miller kept it going. Uh, uh, I saw some ridiculousness from an alleged scout or an executive in the NHL that said that the Rangers are not good. It's only Igor Shesterkin. Um, I, I I would love to see who actually said that and who they work for. And I would put money down that it was the Devils or the Islanders, <laughs> or even or even the the even the Flyers uh, or the or the uh, Capitals. Basically, it's going to be anybody in the NHL in the Metro that's under the Rangers right now because they're mad uh, to, to, to ignore yeah. outright. I mean, forget everybody else that's having a great year, but to ignore outright that the Rangers have the reigning Norris trophy champion and say that the team is only Igor Shesterkin is a- absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous to just I mean, ignore Adam Fox. It's not like they have like the NHL goal scoring leader on their team or something like that. Oh, wait, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. And and I think that a lot of the argument becomes from the fact that they don't have a great five on five, and that's fine. You don't need to have a great five on five. You need to play decent defense, and you need to capitalize on power plays. Exactly, and that's what they're doing. And, I mean, and in some instances, you need to create power plays. Exactly. And the thing is, too, I mean, how often have there been in the past the Rangers teams that were that were good, but would be frustrated watching their power plays, where they just pass, 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 nugget any opportunities. And the next, you know, two for years, years. for yeah. years, 
I've been sitting here screaming at my TV, shoot the shoot. fucking puck. <laughs> shoot. Take the shot. Take the shot. Congratulations to Coach Turk uh, Gerard Gallant. 300 wins last night. Yes, 300 wins. 300 wins as a, as a head coach, and, and and congratulations to him. That's great. Um, but, Nick, I uh, wanted to ask you, um, so we're at the All-Star break now. What uh, What's the grade you're going to give to the New York Rangers? Based on the youth of this team, inexperience overall. Yeah. Meeting these crazy, I'm gonna give them an. I'm gonna give them an A minus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them an A minus. Uh, there are some players that I expect more. Kako, for instance, I love Kako, but I expect better from him. He's injured right now, mm-hmm. but I expect him to meet a higher standard. But uh, so you know, Kako needs to step his game up. Uh, absolutely needs to step his game up. Um, I think somebody like Goodrow has done an absolutely outstanding job. It's good Panarin, signing. Say again. Good sign of a jury. Absolutely. Uh, and a lot of people didn't like it in the first place. No, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, Love it now, though. Miller has played a, a, a crazy amount of minutes over the course of his last three seasons, and he's only – I think he's 22. Yeah, he's young. And, and he cemented himself into that second-line defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Truba's had a great year as far as, as being a strong man. Definitely. The true true train is is coming through regularly. Fox is Fox. He'll probably go on to his second Norris this year if he can return from his upper body injury after the break. Panarin's Panarin, and he's going to put up points left and right as every good player should. He's going to increase the skill level of everybody around him. It's not just going to be about him scoring goals. It's going to be about him making other people score goals simply because he's that good. Kreider is having the career a career season. Right now, yeah. uh, and he could very well score 50 goals this year. Uh, Zabanajad, he starts off real slow. I, yeah, I, I don't know. he started off slow, but then he came, he's been playing it's coming a lot on now. Yeah, he's coming on right now, and that happened last year too, where he didn't get hot until about, about I don't know, the season started in January ish. He didn't get hot until about February, maybe, maybe even March last year. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, is there anybody I'm missing? Shesterkin's having a year. You know, the, you're going to see the top, like, five or six guys. They're going to continuously ride their names at the front. You know, Panarin, Zabanajad, Kreider, Fox, Strom's having a good season, Truba, Goodrow's having a good season. Lafreniere's coming along now in the last 10 games or so. Yeah, he's he's got, got a lot better. of points uh, yeah. moving around. I expect a little bit more from Rooney this year. He's not doing what he did last year, but, you know, it's okay because – other people are filling in in that role. Um, Miller is playing great. And, and at, for defense, it's one of those situations where if you don't hear about them, they must be doing a good job. Yeah, that's always how I feel about hockey. If you don't hear about a guy's it's name. a kicker in the NFL. Well. Yeah. If, the, if you don't hear the kicker's name, he's still employed this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lingren's having a good year. Reeves is setting a standard for the team. He's not scoring points left and right. He's got a few points he's not scoring goals but he's he's setting a tone for the rest of the team strom gets into that fight yesterday in the back of my mind i've got to think that reeves has some sort of influence on that guys are not afraid to get into fights anymore mm-hmm. and I, I think that's a big deal um schneider is up right now and he's killing it he looks like he's here to stay yeah he looks really good in there he's definitely staying i mean they just dropped some guys now uh recently i think and he's yep. staying up so he's definitely he has to stay up he's playing Incredible. 
Um, but uh, but I like a lot. I, I'm gonna give them the A minus again. Coaching, I'm gonna give an A plus, and I don't like giving out A pluses. I'm a firm believer there's always room for improvement, but God, mm-hmm. Gerard Gallant is doing an amazing job with this very, very young team, and it's scary to think that we have yet to see the best they have to offer. Yeah, definitely is. I think it's good for for Rangers fans are starving for that cup, the elusive cup, but is uh we have not been able to get it since '94. Uh, and you know, I'm not saying this is the year, but I think with the talent that they're having, the the youth that they're building there, Gerard Gallant has done a really good job this year. And having a coach like that with these young kids getting the play early, uh, you know, let's hope that drought ends soon. That'd be incredible. It'd be good for us because we love following the Rangers. So if they make a long cup run, that'd be incredible uh, this year for uh, the podcast. We could, uh, you know, we'll do live games and stuff like that and do recaps after every playoff game and stuff. So. It could be could be a lot of fun. Could be interesting. Come uh, April to June, the New York so, Rangers. Uh, so, yeah, that's my first half grade for the New York Rangers. Moving on to the uh, uh, the uh, All Star game, they're going to have a skills challenge this year on the in the Bellagio Fountain. Incredible. Which, if nobody dies, might be amazing. They get cool. Dies, that also might be amazing. They're gonna put, yeah. They're gonna put them on the <clears throat> excuse me. They're gonna put them on a boat. Bring them out to the. Uh, they have like these center ices, and then they have the the targets across the way, like just floating islands on, on the Bellagio fountains. It's just cool. It'd be awesome if you're just getting hammered drunk on the strip, walk right up to the Bellagio fountains. You're just like, wait, what the hell is going on over there? They definitely are going <laughs> to have like that. There, there's going to be security there. That's going to cause a shit show in Vegas. Oh yeah, but no, it'd be cool though. If they left it open, like any any random person could just run up and watch it. That'd be pretty cool. I don't see a I don't see that not happening. I, I don't think you have to buy tickets to the event. But I think no. it's going to be like when you go to a ticker tape parade. Oh yeah, they're not going to. You can't run up to the. You can't run onto the Bellagio Fountain. No, no, I don't even mean that. I mean where there's like a finite amount of space that you can actually occupy. Yeah, I'm sure there. Was. You don't get up to that. You, you're not going to get up to the railing. No. Without some sort of contention. The other cool thing about the NHL All Star Game they're doing is they're having the um, the target, but it's gonna be blackjack. Did you see that? I did not see that. So they had they're gonna have the like a, a big wall of just cards, and the players have an opportunity to try to score twenty one or at least close to twenty one before uh, for busting, just like if they were playing blackjack, and they could stop whenever they want. So if they hit like a ten and a seven. And they want to stay on 17. They can. They don't have to keep shooting. So it's pretty cool. That'd so be fun. My, my question is, uh, you said they have to take a boat out there? To the Bellagio Fountain? Uh, the 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 gold target thing? Yeah, they have to take a so How a many boat. Canadian players are going to get confused about that? <laughs> Where you tell them, that you, hey, you have to get on a boat. A boat what? A boat what? <laughs> a boat what? With time. A boat. You know, you have to get on a boat. Yeah, a boat what? Quit messing <laughs> with me, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But moving on to the MLB, the lockout continues. Two months now. Two months now. I think it was 59 days away from the opening day right now. Um, I think opening day would have been late is late March. So I mean we're getting close there. I mean, this yeah, is I think uh, March 31st. Yeah, so we're definitely past the 59 day mark then at this point. Um yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're not doing too much to progress. It made it seem like there was progress last week. Some of the report came out was just like the attorneys are just prolonging it to make more money. Come yeah, on, don't, don't, blame, don't blame us. Don't, don't blame us attorneys. <laughs> All right. 
Not right. We're not the one who's holding up the lockout. The players, the players, and the and the owners. But here we go. No, it's the owners. It's the owners. It's the owners. It's really the no, owners. I'm no, the players at this point. And uh, I mean, we're not gonna have baseball. And uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be paying those large prices to uh, to watch MLB games anymore and tell the owners to go fuck themselves, basically, because it's not really fair. We're losing out. We had a shortened season for COVID because of them, um, and now we're gonna have another shortened season. So there could be uh, what. Three, two of the last three seasons three years. Shortened. Horrible. Not fair to the fans. No, not uh, at all. about money? Everything was about money. The COVID one wasn't about COVID. It was about money. And that's why it was a shortened season. Anytime Jeff Passan tweets, I'm like, oh, this ain't going to be good. Jeff no. Passan with the updates, I'm like, what happened today? Yeah, I well, think you're still planning on having uh, the spring training start on time. Oh, they are. And that's and that's a good thing. Um, I think that's somewhat of a commitment to the fact that they're going to have a season. Something, yeah. And it will start on time because why would you start spring training if you're not going to start the season? Yeah, no, it's it's a good side. Just whether or not and, and, and meetings are taking place more frequently. Yeah, but they're not getting right. anywhere. From, yeah, yeah they read, they're not arguing the right things. Yeah, you also have to think about all the free agents that are still out there. After this lockout ends, you got Correa, you got Freeman, Story. But that'll be fun though, because it'll probably go quick. You know, it'll oh, be like, yeah, that every that day. First week. Like, I, I can't believe that they're not in negotiations at this point. I guess they mm. can't be, right? Technically, they can't. Yeah, yeah no, they can't. you can't. Not in you, a lockout. Right, you can't be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure behind closed doors, they might be. You know, doing something. But what, I listen, I'm a major league baseball player. You're my agent. I send my cousin Sal to go talk to the Yankees. <clears throat> I can see Scott Boris doing something like that. Just like, just like uh, college, uh, high school players can't be recruited through incentives like free cars. Yeah, same thing. You know, so I don't believe that shit for a second. Um, well, let's hope baseball talk, comes back. Talking about baseball, uh, MLB The Show 22 is scheduled to return on time and its cover athlete will be Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Your thoughts. Good for the game. Grow the yeah, game. I feel like I feel like it had to be him. He's the first uh player to have both uh play both ways since Babe Ruth. That's not remotely true, but all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean it, I mean just it's just not true. Like uh, uh, it's just it's just not true like I'm not, I'm not mad at you for saying it it's just not true he's the first one to be good at it yes he's not the first player to do it like i know i'm just messing with it but uh i don't think it makes a difference honestly you, I mean, you don't like people have been throwing flack at Stephen a smith because they were like you said he'd never be the face of baseball he's still not the face of baseball he did yeah but he did say that. he said but it wasn't that he said he'd never be the face of baseball he said he'd never be the face of baseball because he doesn't speak english and that's yeah, true that's what he said but, but that's true. No, but you could become the face of something. While no, you can't. No, I'm going to let you know this right now. You have personality. You see him in the best baseball players in the last 20 years. A lot of them, most of them, have been Hispanic. And they yeah. still don't get to be the face of baseball. You know why? Because most of them don't speak fucking English. That's why. Why do you think so many Yankee fans hate Gary Sanchez? Because he doesn't speak fucking English. It's hard to like no, somebody. I just, I just hate him because he's a hard catcher. Listen, Nick <laughs> Swisher sucked at baseball. Nick Swisher sucked at baseball, all right? But every time he got on the fucking scoreboard, he'd be like, hey, it's me, 
Number 33, Nick Swisher. All right. And everybody'd be like, wow, he's handsome and he's charismatic and I like him. He's fucking sucked at baseball. If he didn't speak English, they'd be like, get rid of that fucking guy. Because what happens when you can't do an interview in your own voice, that connection is lost between you and the fans. Ichiro, by all accounts from every player that's ever played with him, has always been said that he's a hilarious guy and everybody loves him. I wouldn't fucking know because he doesn't do interviews in English. <laughs> and, and I don't have anything against Ichiro, but if Ichiro is on a team in his prime with Derek Jeter in his prime, Ichiro is a better player than Derek Jeter. I don't care what anybody says. If Ichiro's in his prime and he's on the same team as Derek Jeter, he is not, Derek Jeter is not better than Ichiro. Ichiro is a plus plus defender and a better hitter than Derek Jeter. All right. Anybody that argues otherwise does not watch baseball. The only reason Ichiro didn't have like 4,000 hits in Major League Baseball is because he wasted 10 years of his life playing in Japan. That's the only reason. All right. He's got 4,000 hits in his career, though. He does. Yeah, I think if you combine it, it does. If you combine it, he's over for he beats he beats Pete Rose if you combine yeah. it. But yeah. well, point being is, is that Ichiro would be better than Derek Jeter, but Derek Jeter will always, always, always be a face before Ichiro, even if they played on the same team. Yeah, but he did win five championships, though. Uh, again, if if Ichiro played for the Yankees, Derek Jeter would still be the face of the franchise. It's just a fact of life. Mark McGuire will always be more famous than Sammy Sosa. It, Americans will always identify with Americans before they identify with foreigners. That's just a fact. That's why football and basketball are the most fucking highly watched sports in America. Why do you think nobody watches hockey? Hockey has the highest amount of immigrants in their game. How many people that are American actually play hockey? It's actually really good. That's a good point. I can't argue that one. I mean, if you can't pronounce the guy's fucking last name, how are you going to sit there and be cheering for him? <laughs> every fucking week, Rook tries to say Giannis's last name, and he, every week he fails. But he is the face of basketball, though, Giannis. Because they just call him Giannis. If he didn't speak English, though, you wouldn't hear about him. He'd be like, what's his name? Jokic? Jokic? Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, he's a fucking highly touted basketball player, right? Or as, uh, what's his name? Chris Madman Russo calls him uh, Jokic. You ever hear him say that? Jokic. <laughs> but but uh, I'm, not against, I'm not saying anything against Otani as a player other than the fact that he's frail. I'm saying he plays on a team that doesn't fucking matter, on a coast that doesn't fucking matter, and he doesn't speak English. So how can he market himself? Mike Trout doesn't do... Uh, doesn't do promotion. And even he, the greatest player that we've seen in the last 15 years, is not the face of baseball because his team is trash and he does not market himself. That's again, better. Americans are always going to identify with Americans, which is, again, why basketball and football are the higher-watched sports in America, simply because they're so American. Again, makes sense. They're, they're American. And, and football more than basketball because everybody in football is American. Right, I mean basketball. Giannis is is uh is Greek. Greek. Yeah, yeah the 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 Jokic or Jokic or whatever the fuck. All, all these guys, Porzingis is that come from like the Czech Republic and all these other countries. But football, everybody's American. You might once in a while get a guy who's from like Australia or New Zealand or something like that. But for the most part, everybody that plays American football is American. They have higher. They, they're you're gonna watch them more. 
Mm-hmm. But but I, I can't see Otani becoming the face of baseball because he has a lot to overcome. One being his franchise being a shitty franchise, two being on a coast that doesn't matter, and three not speaking the language. It's hard to watch him at a Pepsi commercial if he doesn't speak fucking English. It just well, I guess just I guess we all disagree to disagree on this one then. I, I just don't see it having to be a position where he can overcome the fact that Americans will not identify with him simply because they don't know what the fuck he's saying. But that, that barrier does cause a problem. I get it. We have a problem identifying with our own American guys that speak English. Get now, give, give me somebody who doesn't speak English at all. Like how, how can I really identify? How can I connect with that guy? You know, like yeah. again, Ichiro, great guys by all accounts. I wouldn't know. Cause he never spoke to me. Not even through an interview. You know, like when you sign a big contract and you do the, the whole introductory thing, he's not really doing the intro. I, I knew Matsui's uh, interpreter better than I knew Matsui. <laughs> Pretty sure his name was Brian. But uh, unless you guys have anything in, to add. Nah. Well, that wraps it up for us here at the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. Appreciate you spending this time with us from Nick, Anthony, the Rook. And our intern, Stat Guy Sal, we appreciate you spending this time with us. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much and have a great time. Stay rock!